Indeed, episode seven. Here we are then. Episode seven. It's a new half term. It is. The sun's coming out. Spring is among us. The lambs are in the fields. It's felt really, really like spring the last couple of days. Like I've been getting like on a walk yesterday. Felt like I was back in April last year. I know it's lovely. I, I found that kind of last Saturday when I really felt like right today's the day where I feel like it's change season. You know, it's really starting to warm up. I don't have to wear my really thick coat anymore, and it's just really nice to be able to have clear blue skies and not freezing cold winds. You know. Like, like you said about you not wearing a coat. I went out in a denim jacket today. It was a bit warm. Yeah, exactly. A bit toasty. So I mean, that is such a shame that I can't, because our family normally goes and sees some like um, goes to the farms at, at springtime and go see some lambing and and all the cute little piglets and horses and lambs and things at spring. But we can't this year, so it's a shame. But hopefully next year that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, someone I used to work with, um, she lived on like a farm. What type of farm was it? I think, I don't know, but I know that they raised animals. Okay. Yeah. General petting zoo animal farm kind of. She watched, she had got to help with the lambing season. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I was really jealous because she got, she would just spam us with pictures of the lambs. And I was like, I want a lamb. I don't (laughs) like lamb, like as in. The food. (laughs) yeah i refuse to eat it because it's a child um it's a, it's a weird i suppose thing so. to do. people are always like yeah but it's it's not a child though it's just called that and i was like well no because it's less than a year old which makes it a child <laughs> yeah i don't know to each their own i say i just i don't eat it it's it's a weird thing but i just don't um yeah i have certain things i refuse to eat like i won't eat pork chops can't do that Oh no, I do like a good pork chop. But I like it's got to I be like seasoned pork. Well. I just can't eat pork chops. I find some pork chops can be really quite dry, and if it's not flavoured well, yes. they're just a bit bland. But yeah, the the availability and actually quality of kind of vegan foods and and uh, vegetarian alternatives to kind of minced meats and so forth are actually getting really good. How like because Burger King has that kind of vegan alternative of their burger, and then. There was all the different types of ones that I think Bill Gates was talking about. Um, there being all the different types of vegan alternatives for burgers and things that were made of like oats and things. And they're getting really good. So they I think are. it's definitely like, good. Do you eat anything like regularly that's like a vegan alternative? We don't really eat any specific vegan alternative foods regularly, but we always have kind of, it's getting to point now once or twice a week, we'll just have a meat-free dinner. So some like... Uh, veg chili con carne or whatever or or some sort of mushroom risotto yeah about two or three times a week just veg free i mean not completely vegan because we might still have some cheese with it or some sour cream or something but definitely uh moderating what kind of amounts of meat you're taking i think is quite important yeah because there is a a big over reliance of really kind of fatty over the top meats in a lot of western food cultures definitely um we my sister, when she went off to uni, some of the friends that she made, they were, most of the people she lived with or were friends with, they were all vegetarian. Okay. So she, like, learnt loads of new recipes. And when she came back, she, like, cooks for us quite a bit. Like, she now, when when we have a chilli, we always have a corn chilli. Yeah, yeah. But we just prefer it to, like, I mean... Yeah, definitely. No, no, we've been having uh, just kind of bean chillies for so long now that we just haven't had mincemeat in them. And... 
Um, th- talking about the university, do you think they will put them together? Because I don't know whether they had to like write that they were all vegetarian or whatever. Do you think they put them together no, because they said that, like, or it's just a bit of a coincidence? Not like that at all. It's just um, they. I don't know if people that she lived with in her flat in the first year, but it was people she became friends with. Okay. Um, and yeah. they've just become friends through classes. Yeah, and, their and then courses, they just carried on afterwards. Friends for other people, and then I'm not really sure. I'm being to uni yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. No. Definitely. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely good food alternatives for people to look out for. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could ever go like completely vegetarian. Oh no, definitely not. It's just I do like chicken. I can't lie. Yeah, the 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 point I find is that people are always so judgmental about it. You know, it's like if somebody doesn't want to eat meat, that's fine. That's cool. You know, that that's just the foods they want. But first of all do you really need to put like a full-on label on that you know saying like i'm vegetarian you know you can just say like just don't eat meats you know i guess people want to be part of that community and whatever but on the other side then there's a load of judgment about like oh you've only done it for x reason or this reason and i feel like that's just wrong because a lot of meats you know we do like and maybe you want to advocate for better animal rights and so forth but i think that gets into a whole different societal issue on the way you treat other animals yeah and and i think it's all about the kind of morality you put behind it and it's like would you would you be accepting of the fact that animals are kind of bred to be food because humans are just the more intelligent species or or, and it's all about you know where you place yourself on that scale and so i mean for us you know certain foods will will much more be happy to uh, eat them and understand that and then in other places they might not be as much you know uh, where in other cultures they'll be eating dog a lot more or, or hamster you know that might yeah. seem a bit weirder to us because they're like a bit more Thailand, domesticated but they eat like deep fried tarantulas yeah yeah and it just <gasps> it's just about your your way you place yourself on that morality scale i guess um like have you seen matt that have you heard or seen that vegan teacher oh yes oh my she goodness got banned tiktok banned oh her. finally finally oh finally. the amount of drama i've been hearing about her and it's so annoying that in every case when there's something that needs to be advocated for or pushed towards there's just people that just oh just go take it too far and just do it completely wrong and it's like you are being detrimental to the community you're trying to help and even your own community doesn't want you and doesn't like what you're doing for them because the vegan that vegan teacher she not only like expressed her views she basically people who did eat meat she was very rude about them and was saying oh well you're like a worse person alive like she was doing the exact opposite of what you get taught as a like a psychologist or or just anybody in public speaking trying to convince somebody of something else she was doing the exact opposite you know forcing her she own ideas on other people. people bullying them into thinking what they're doing was wrong and everybody just said you know stop being so st- stupid just and she just she continued but it was funny but she's been banned now that's good that's good because i thought she was she, the things she was saying like the surface level it's like yes okay i you know i agree certain things you know that's slightly wrong but then she went into more detail and she's like oh you're eating bacon that's disgusting nobody's ever gonna like you and it's just like no no that's just not how you convince somebody to change their mind by that's being cool horrible to them and uh telling them what you know it's just no it should be okay because now she'll never come off my for you page again exactly perfect it's great 
Um, I mean, I'm not a vegan and I have no intention to be one. Although, as we looked at in cooking, veganism is the new growing trend. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are. Because that's what it's considered. Unless you're like, you have to be vegan for like dietary needs, it's considered a trend. Yeah, it's a lifestyle choice. You know, you decide to to do certain things. It's it's not a like a lot of things. It's just a specific choice that a group of people are making in to live their life in a certain way by not eating things from animals. Yeah, exactly. Which is really... It's really quite interesting for me how um, I think food's going to progress in the future and and kind of where we're going to go because, you know, we've kind of hit a bit of a stagnant point where our food's developed so much up to, like, I want to say, like, mid-1900s and since then it's been pretty consistent and it's interesting to see how predictions of what the future of food's going to be like in, like, I don't know, recent developments in 3D printing food or... Um, in the future, you know, they say, oh, there's going to be no animals and it's all going to be like soya protein, like fake versions of everything or or in like fictional sci-fi books, you hear about people saying that, oh, you've got real coffee. Whoa, that's so cool. We haven't had that for ages. And interesting to see what that or actually food might become in the future. What do you think? Do you think they're going to be able to still keep kind of farms and things or there's going to be? Yeah, because a lot. OK, lots of people are still going are going vegan but you're still gonna have the people that aren't which i actually think we're gonna end up being overrun by animals to hear me out i know it sounds too many silly. okay okay now go ahead because lots of animals are bred for slaughter and as yeah. hard as it is yeah there's still gonna be people who are eating meat so they're still gonna breed those animals but then you're gonna have less people eating meat but them still having the same amount of children I can see that. So you, th- so you don't think the farmers are going to fully understand the fact that the ratios of the supply and demand has changed and they're just going to keep generating the supply even though there's not the demand? I personally think they would because think of how quickly veganism's grown. That's very true. It's, there's a very high chance it would just drop. And I don't really know what the time is between kind of making the decision to breed some more cattle and and them growing up and being old enough to then go to the supermarket so if it gets to the point where kind of the the supply and demand are kind of matched and then suddenly the demand goes down but you know you've already bred all the cattle the all the sheep are there or whatever exactly you know, what would you then do with with them you know if there's too much excess i think then exactly. that does become a big issue if there is too much excess product and it just gets thrown away you know that that's that's a really big major issue that needs to be tackled by understanding and, and predicting what they think demand's going to be like in the future, as difficult as I understand that can be, you know. If you have too much waste product, then that's that's a real problem. Exactly. Like, so I don't think, in answer to your question, no, I don't think we're ever going to have a point of we're not going to have animals. I, in fact, think it's the opposite. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of cool. It's, it's definitely interesting to think what kind of, the future's going to hold and of course hindsight's a wonderful thing but also think about like previous views on what the future is going to be like you know exactly like in the 1980s you know everybody thought we'd be having flying cars from back to the future in like 2015 and whatever and just really didn't come to be and yet they managed to predict a load of other things that have happened with loads of companies merging and okay can i tell you what's I think it's really, really, really weird. The Simpsons have predicted the future on so many occasions. I know that is really funny. I, I see. I don't. I, I don't know with how far to believe it because you can go back and see the specific evidence where they've got really specific things, like perfectly predicted. You know, there was that photo. But they predicted of like the coronavirus. Trump. Yeah, yeah, they did. 
and and I don't know how far to believe it on whether they they've managed to do that or it's just the fact that there's so much information that they put in the background of things that you can almost take any freeze frame and say that they predicted it and so I don't how I don't know how far it is on the way of them managing to have enough information of what they think the future could hold versus just having so much information in the show that it's like oh well if there wasn't a pandemic but there was I don't know a massive fire across the whole of the world you know you'd be able to pick out some other point from the simpsons where they said that and they just said so much that you could pick out certain yeah. points i think though it's after the whole i don't know if you saw about you know with the whole black lives matter movement they predicted that in the simpsons like down to the name wow okay i don't know if you saw, like so it was after that everyone kind of so literally in the episode there's like they predicted that and also, you know when they all set fire to the police station? Oh, was, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Episode, that was in yeah. the episode as well. Yeah, well, it's it's difficult because it, it's, it's difficult to find out kind of where the thought process behind that came from. Because I don't know whether the Black Lives Matter kind of movement kind of had already got its name you know what, what we, we don't really know when that name came about for the whole movement it just kind of suddenly like a lot of things you just started hearing about it so if that name was put into that community you know as as that little group of i don't know 500 people in a small place somewhere and the simpsons heard about it then they could have not necessarily predicted it because it was an already real thing it's just they managed to see that it was um gonna happen but on the other hand it's so How specific that yeah. you would think that it would you know they could have cho- chosen any number of other um uh, anti-racial groups that were advocating for equal rights and so forth exactly is and there were so many other coincidences like there was something about this guy who was a tiger trainer who got attacked it happened in real life about five years after the episode aired and it was in exactly the same circumstances like the same like the same show in the same play so in conclusion i do think the writer of the simpsons is a time traveler he's he's got it down sus to a t came back for a few years in the future you know writes it into his episodes you think it's great entertainment now well you're not thinking that when it happens to you in the future exactly uh so that's the only possible conclusion is that he is a time traveler definitely obviously so because just how else do you get how those else outcomes? would you know no yeah i was gonna say it's just so interesting thinking about kind of the the time traveling aspects with films like back to the future and and predicting things like that because i was gonna say in like the 1800s i don't know if you've ever heard of jules verne who kind of came up with a load of stories and films about what he th- thought the future was going to be like and around the whole kind of steampunk idea of having that kind of ambience of, of that's where things in the future were going to go, you know, because the Victorians saw kind of steam and coal power and it's this magical new thing as so though that was then going to lead you into the future. Um, yeah. With kind of all, all those kind of ideas and so then that's how steampunk came around. Or like in the 60s, how there was all the really futuristic uh architecture and things so it was you know um uh, at disneyland in uh america the the tomorrowland area there they have that kind of white um kind of really uh stuck lines and and things like that just really give off the kind of 60s future vibe where they thought things were going to be uh automated in such a way and they kind of made some predictions right with thinking about like voice automation and so forth and then other things i don't know like like, you know the classic clapping your hands and then the lights turn off like that was yeah kind of a futuristic idea like that kind of came around in the 60s and it's interesting to see how that's come into fruition or not come into fruition for different ideas that they had back then and 
certain things have become really realistic you know with having siri uh you know uh, amazon alexa and so forth and the personal assistants and kind of those ai were almost thought of previously in films and stories and now they're coming into real life yeah there was this film where she was trying to she was trying to call the police through alexa and instead alexa misheard her and started playing this song which was not going to help her oh by the band the police yeah yeah like yeah that's very funny have you got a uh, personal assistant at your house um no no would you ever get one would i yeah do you think Uh, me and my sister were gonna get one for our room after christmas Yeah. yeah but we didn't get around to it in the end. No, um, we don't have one. I mean, we have a lot of um, speakers from this company called Sonos, which like allows you to set up different rooms for speakers in your house. And they released one which had Amazon Alexa as part of it. And so I was kind of saying that we should get it. But my mom's still under the idea that it's constantly listening. And it's like, no, no. Oh, a yeah, lot of people are worried and it is quite an adult thing. But there is physical lock-off switches for the data lines from the microphone to the processing unit so yeah it's there there is all that stigma that i'm always listening but it's a bit i feel like they're not wrong and that they are always listening but that's <laughs> fine who cares yeah, I, mean, I, I, mean, got I mean technically they have to be always listening in case you say their wake up word but yeah. in actuality they're doing nothing with that data as soon as it goes through the processing saying what is this person saying what is the noise coming in it instantly gone you know it doesn't yeah can't store it and he stores the actual commands you say so then it can answer you when you ask it a question exactly um matt on the tv the other day did you watch the whole free britney no what's this so have you heard about britney spears is apparently like not kidnapped but she's like under control of someone else. So like, oh my goodness. she's like been sent. There's like a whole movement about it, and it's like hashtag Free Britney. Everyone, loads of people actually think that she's like not safe, and that like how how did this come be- about? If it so so you're saying that it's probably not real, and she's not actually in a dangerous situation. No, I think I kind of not. I'm not like you know one of the Free Britney. Like I'm not in the movement, but I'm not like. With a lot of the information, I only kind of half paid attention when okay. I was watching it. Yeah. It was about basically how some Britney's like been get sending like coded messages through her Instagram posts. Oh, okay, okay. So some some theory that some people have kind of come up with yeah. from it, and there's just but it started with about twenty people. Right. Okay. Because I didn't know like, whether it was like this... some fictional TV show theory. or like no, it's what? a real thing. Like about Britney Spears. Yeah. Like, there's a whole it's like a whole documentary about well, it. Well, surely at that point, if there's been a documentary made, she would have kind of said, "Hmm, maybe it's a good idea for me to kind of come out and say something and be like, no, 'No, I'm fine.'" And she just hasn't. But she hasn't. Oh, oh, that is where it gets interesting. That's a bit dodgy. But she's forty. Well, I don't know how old Britney Spears is, but she's like what in her mid forties. Yeah. And her dad still has control of her money. Oh my god. Yeah, it was it was weird, but it was just like, what if Britney needs our help? Maybe secret coded messages. Yeah. Well, I'll leave it, it up to it, the code breakers to work it out. Does she even perform anymore, like live? I don't think so. I want to say like last one was like 2015 2016 when i last heard that she was doing like live concerts and stuff because she hasn't really released any albums or anything recently she hasn't done anything in ages i seem to get her confused with miley cyrus though uh miley cyrus is well confusing though she's got two personalities (laughs) she literally has two personalities (laughs) that she releases music from it's the real it is the real um yeah she took that a bit far 
with with the whole <laughs> character playing there. Because she's obviously got Miley Cyrus that she releases music, but she's also got Ashley O. Yeah, exactly. What happens if people want them to collab? Like, what does she do? Yeah, yeah, you know. There was a um a Black Mirror episode on that recently, wasn't there? I have never watched Black Mirror oh, in my life. I've, I started watching a bit of it on Netflix, and I'm telling you, I'm surprised that I haven't got nightmares from it. Like... Okay. I'm, I'm watching some episodes and I'm just like, oh, geez, I'm going to have nightmares. Thankfully, I haven't from it. But some of it is like deep, dark doo-doo. Um, and so one of them was about kind of the, about Ashley O being one of these the, a characters, you know, a pop star like she is. But in, yeah. in, the, in the TV show and they released some sort of like AI little robot thing that was like a little doll toy that you know the young girls could talk to and dance with and so forth but yeah it somehow got sentient and then turns out her mum wanted to drug her to make ashley o into uh, a hologram version and take all the money and it was really scary but interesting oh, yeah definitely kind of glad i don't watch it how, oh, how interesting how they managed to kind of get miley cyrus just little bbc's black mirror oh no it's netflix now isn't it isn't it you know, netflix's mm-hmm. little black mirror just come on our tv show for an episode so but it was really i, I liked it it was good that's pretty weird yeah uh star now is on disney plus oh yeah as yeah. in like the disney star yeah with a castle i have been watching it, it awesome. i am now on series two and it's really good because each episode is like a different case oh, okay yeah but then there's like personal there's like their personal storylines going on as well like which yeah do run yeah i really like when tv is. shows manage to do that you know you have each individual um story that doesn't get taken away by having the personal overarching story but from a whole series kind of watching it all at once you can kind of get the yeah. whole story of them chain having something happen or like the last it's... episode will be a culmination of things that have happened previously yeah but it was really good did i am enjoying it uh my sister's seen it all but I only watched a little bit here for here and then with her. Same with Vampire Diaries. I could tell you the basics of everything that happens in the show, but could not tell you in detail because I've only seen it from here and there. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit like my sister. She'll say she wants to watch some sort of um, TV show or movie with you constantly. It's like, oh, do you want to watch another episode? That Oh, no, I can't. Oh, do you, do you want to watch another one? No, I'm not, not right now. So you just never get around to watching it with her. <laughs> I started that with my sister when i started watching Grey's Anatomy, we started it together and she was like oh yeah well we'd seen it so we were re-watching it and she'd see- i was like oh okay well we'll watch an episode she's like no i'm playing a game and i was like fine i'll watch it without you i'm now in season 14 yeah yeah i'll, I'll um, watch it without you oh no don't watch it without me it's like well, we well watch what do you it then. To do i usually just go ahead and watch it yeah but i was like what what <laughs> She, my sister's actually really jealous of me at the moment, though, because I got tickets to go to Reading Fest. Oh, yeah. Nice. Lucky. I did. I'm very excited. I'm going for the weekend. Me and my best friend are going for the weekend. Yeah, my mum was saying that I should probably try and get tickets kind of two days ago um, when my sister yeah, started sold... trying to get tickets, but they just sold out so quickly. and I, I wasn't fully invested. Like I would have loved to go, but I wasn't fully invested to spend the time to try and get them. It's a lot of money as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm much more thinking of going kind of to, uh, next year when things are a lot more normal or when when I'm older and going to other yeah. festivals as well because as much as Reading is close and is really nice to be able to just have that locality to it, you know, there's other ones that are good fun as well. I actually had no intention of going and then they released the lineup and the lineup's actually really, really good this year because I remember last year, I mean, I know it didn't go ahead in the end, but so many people were like, oh, I don't know if to get tickets or not. 
and the tickets sold a lot slower. Oh, really? Because they, compared to the 2019, when they had artists like Billie Eilish, The Wombats, they had, like, some bigger artists that people wanted to see. 2020 was just, like, loads of rappers. Like, there wasn't really that much diversity. It was just... Yeah, before 2020 became 2020, they still managed to not have a good year in terms of their lineup. So people... And then I actually think they were better off it did go ahead. Yeah. I mean... I think it's entirely because of everybody that wanted to go to concerts and things last year, not being able to, as soon as Reading Fest put them out. That's why it's been so quick this year, yeah. Exactly. And as soon as they've, like, look, same with artists, as soon as artists have been told that, oh, yeah, we can, like, you can perform, they've also taken the opportunity just to be able to get out and do something. Yeah, it's not like they're going to be booked up for anything else. Like, the lineup this year, like, the main artists, oh, you've got Lewis Capaldi, Stormzy... Post Malone, Young Bloods in there, Wombats, uh, Catfish in the Bottom, and so you've got like a really really good lineup. Good mix, yeah. And then they've still got other people to re- like release. So we, I, my sister was like, oh well, because she wanted to go as well, but she couldn't because she already has tickets to go see Friends Fest. Oh, is that the same time then? Yeah, it's the same weekend. That's when her tickets are booked for. So she was like, she mentioned it to me, and I was like, what? And then she showed me the lineup, and I was like, well, actually that's actually really good so i messaged my best friend and was like do you want to go to reading fest and she was like i'd love to but when like like is it even going ahead and i was like yeah they've confirmed it today and like the tickets go on sale awesome yeah then you managed to nab some yeah but then we weren't even going to do it because we looked into it because i wanted to see people on both the friday like the two people the main days i wanted to see people were the friday and the sunday okay i mean i like some of the artists on the saturday but i'd rather see Friday and Sunday. Okay, yeah. So we were like, oh, well, like, because the tickets are really expensive. <laughs> For a weekend, it was 232 Yeah, yeah, I saw the price. And a day ticket's like 82 like 80, I think it's like £82. And I told my dad about it, like, that we were going to go, and he was like, no, get tickets today. Yeah, definitely. But I don't have the money, and he was like, no, it's fine, we'll pay, and then you can just pay we, Yeah, back. you'll sort it out, you know, like, the time crunches now. <laughs> and... We bought ours on Wednesday, like Wednesday evening, and the longest queue I was in to get a weekend ticket was a hundred people. Wow, that's crazy! Because that's like I did manage so to have short. a short look before they went all went off sale, and there was like in in the thousands. And then when everyone was looking, so that was the day they went on sale. That was Wednesday, and everyone was like trying to get tickets yesterday evening, and I was like. So I clicked on to like look at the queues and they were in the 70,000s. And I was like, things by the time people get to the front of the queue, they're going to say no tickets left. Yeah, entirely. And just to confirm this, because obviously some of our friends put on our group chat like that they were trying to get tickets. I was like, I don't think you're going to have the chance. So to confirm, I did sit in the queue. I mean, I had no intention to get tickets. So obviously I wasn't taking a ticket away from anyone else. Yeah. Um... By the time I got to the front, I think I was waiting in the queue for a half an hour. By the time I got to the front, they were like, sorry, no tickets available. Yeah. They sold out so quickly. And it's, I think it's weird to think that like, it's going to, like, it is such a big festival in the fact that there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people there. Oh yeah, definitely. But but we don't think it's that, like, like I said about Broadmoor a couple of weeks ago, we don't think it's that big of a deal because no, no. it's so close to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we know it's going to be there, but we just subconsciously don't really have the same thoughts as other people thinking that yeah it, it was weird it's like going to all the kind of like tourist destinations you'd never think anybody lives near it you know if you go to uh i don't know some theme park disneyland or you go into the middle of london or new york you're like it's such a big tourist destination it's really incomprehensible to think that anybody lives there 
or you know you go into a massive festival yeah. it's like nobody lives around here you know it's it's the, it's the festival place and yet you know you just if you walk down the road you know there's somebody's house people do live right there like we i obviously you know you're gonna be in a tent for five days <laughs> so not yeah. exactly looking forward to that but luckily because i am so close like if i really really wanted to i could come exactly home in the day have a shower and have That's a shower the beauty of it so and then go back entirely so it's i am lucky but then you get the people who are like for example um this is actually quite a funny story a couple of weeks ago i saw this guy come off my feed page on instagram on tiktok i was like i think he was rating one direction song so i followed him and then i followed him on instagram and then he put on his thing he was like oh who's going to reading first and i was like yo i am but he's like a couple hours away from it so once once you're just, in there and you're you're at the festival at that point like, you know you, you're you're in you you're can't stuck go home so we are lucky to be as close as we are definitely but would you ever consider going to glastonbury because i know that reading fest is a big festival but glastonbury is like i think i'd huge. really like to no definitely because first of all you know just being as part of a massive event like that i think it is just kind of my kind of thing and i would really like it and i've been to a few smaller concerts haven't been to reading fest yeah. before but i know i'd really like it and enjoy it but also you know i'm kind of they also get really big artists at yeah yeah of course, of course like glastonbury is the kind of place you'd expect to see someone like harry Styles. yeah yeah you know that's that's the next level up but i'd also really like to be able to work kind of backstage or like part of the the crew there at some point i think that'd be really nice that's actually yeah i never even considered something like that for you yeah no, but that definitely. makes a lot of sense considering you do like oh yeah no definitely definitely stuff. like like lighting for it you know that's that's your prime position you know that's practically an unlimited budget where you've got your whole team behind you that are doing all the heavy lifting and the work for you yes it's a lot of planning and you've got to kind of design the stage that you want and the lights and the rig that you want in a certain place but that's where your creativity goes free you know you're not limited to anything at that point because it's glastonbury yeah so being able to design the set that you want you know each artist has their own like lighting technician that they'll design the look that they want and so forth but it's just a really good place to let out the creative side i guess where yeah. you kind of what you know you're enhancing the music you you're making all the people there you know it's very technical but you're you're working towards the full creative endeavor of having the artist and the music portrayed on the stage with whether it's set pieces the lighting set there or the the sound that you're producing for it coming out you know it's really quite cool so not as in glassery but would you ever consider like becoming like an artist's team like going on like their team to work on their tech crew like as a full-time career yes i definitely think so because i mean looking at what i'm what kind of person i am and what i'd like to do in the future i definitely think that i'd like to be in a a few different careers you know people on average swap careers maybe three four times you know i might like to do that a bit more so that i can experience all the different things and i think something like that that i'm really passionate in i'd really like to do at some point definitely i don't even know why that never crossed my mind like that's something that you'd want to do because you did all the tech for like all the school plays i mean i don't really get the the, it's such a niche specific thing that i don't really get the chance to talk to anybody about it and say you know there's there's people online that i'll chat to or that i uh you know watch videos about it with and then there there is a community behind it but it 
it, you know it's, it's another level niche that there's so few people yeah. that are doing that that it is quite specific and you know there's not really many people to talk to that with yeah, but like you say, there is a community behind it. Like, there's a community behind everything. Oh, yeah, like, definitely behind almost anything. You can find a group of example, people. For example, you wouldn't expect a band that went on hiatus five years ago to still have uh, such a Well, when it's One Direction, it. I think they're the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah, but why, though? Like, <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I mean, why? there have been other bands that were so massive and yet haven't had the cult-like following that one direction has garnered the cult like, that's actually an understatement exactly exactly i remember when i was about 10 i had two t-shirts and one of them was one direction and one of them was the wanted haven't heard anything about the wanted in about seven years no i didn't one of the um this is probably some other boy band i'm thinking of but didn't one of the drummers do strictly come dancing at some point yes um one of the well i think he was a singer as well okay i don't know but he did it he won and then he won yeah yeah was it strictly or come no it was strictly it was strictly i meant to say dancing on ice yeah um which they had to cancel this week's show as in the week just gone oh did they because i know because uh, uh, phil schofield's been doing that hasn't he they've been yeah phil and holly do it yeah but they had to cancel this week's show because they've had so many people pull out due to injuries or they've had to isolate through covid oh my goodness there just wasn't enough people uh yeah and you get people that like they're allowed to miss one week and make go through to the next round okay yeah but they can't miss two because then it's unfair then yeah because they might not get have through been two weeks ones. without so you've had like three people have to leave because of covid wow. um yeah. there was a girl that fell over during performance like during rehearsals and she got oh no she got injured so she had to leave but there were so many people out last week that they had to cancel it and instead wow. they did like this greatest show on ice episode really good and they just looked through the history it was really good yeah. but we don't think as a family we don't think it's going to be running much longer because people don't realize how dangerous of a sport it actually is yeah i mean i've seen a few fail compilations and things and it's like you've fallen over and you've hit that ice really hard like ice has no give like none at all like if you fall on ice it has no give like my dad used to do he used to play play ice hockey like competitively I was like a really young when he did it, so I don't really remember much. But I remember that we used to go to training sometimes, and I used to go on the ice. And if you fell over, it hurt. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I now I'm terrified of ice skating. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. But it was it was fun. Good but fun. I am excited for Dancing on Ice this week. Yeah, coming back. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. So before we finish up this episode, Maddie, we've got a voice message from one of our listeners. We'll have a, a listen to it now, and then we'll react to it. Maddie, I think there's something wrong with you. Banana medicine is really gross. Like, so gross. I hated it as a kid. I mean, Calpol and Nurofen were great, though. So, there you go. You know, a lot of people not liking banana medicine either then, Maddie. <laughs> um, shut up. I genuinely think it was one of the nicest. I always hoped that we'd get banana. So... No, I agree that ibuprofen and Nurofen, you know, they were all right. But not okay. Banana medicine was good. Don't judge. Don't judge it. It was good. You might not have liked it, but I thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the... I think we're going to have to agree to disagree about that, Matt. Fine, then. We'll leave it there then. <laughs> Agree to disagree on the yeah. banana medicine. Yeah. Wonderful. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.